so happy to be here. It's Stacy and Pete, and this is part two of our... Get ready for it. <laughs> Halloween episodes of hour-long teen dramas. Well done. Is that okay? Yeah, I like it. Is that sufficient? I mean, we've talked about this before. You all gave us your favorite Halloween episodes. We broke it up into three categories. We've already done sitcoms, and we did the award show for that. And recently we put out the episode about teen dramas. You've got Felicity, Beverly Hills 90210, Dawson's Creek, Freaks and Geeks, and My So-Called Life. We talked about each of their Halloween episodes. Dawson's Creek had two that we talked about and some of our favorite moments from each one. Mm -hmm. Now we're here to give away some awards. Major awards. It's a major award. I won it. So now it's time for our awards ceremony. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, everyone, for entering into this contest. We wish you all the best of luck. Our first category of the evening is Best Costume. So format-wise, we're going to give you a runner-up, and we're going to give you a winner. So let's hear your runner-up for Best Costume. My runner-up is Donna's Mermaid Costume on Beverly Hills 90210. I love that costume. It's iconic. It is. There are two Donna moments, wardrobe-wise, that I think about when I think about 90210, and I think about her prom dress Mm. that was also awkward for her, and she was fidgeting all night with that in the same way that she did this mermaid costume. I love that Steve is like, why do you do this? (laughs) He he was a jerk, though. I mean, he was kind of nice about it because he's like, just be yourself. But I'm like, yeah, you're telling her to be herself amongst a bunch of people at a costume party. Yeah, but I think Steve's point was like, why do you put yourself through this level of discomfort? Yeah, but she just liked it. She thought it was unique. It's true. You know, she didn't realize it was going to be uncomfortable. It's like my Spider-Man costume. It was not comfortable. It was difficult to go to work (laughs) all day in that costume, but it was worth it. So I side with Donna. (laughs) Okay, my runner up, Bill from Freaks and Geeks. The Bionic Woman. Yes, I was hoping that you would mention that because I thought about it. He was so great. He put so much thought into that costume. And he loved it. Because he was like, if I were Jamie Summers, what would I wear? You know, like he really wanted to get into character. Yeah. And he was like reenacting scenes. He was like, I don't know if you remember how the punches and action would go. It was like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And he was like reenacting that in the mirror. Like he really felt that costume. It was really good. It was great. And my winner for best costume is Felicity as the Bride of Frankenstein. We talked about this in the previous episode. There's not a lot, you know, that goes with the dress. You're just wearing like a long, draping, flowy, white or off-white dress. But Obviously, Carrie Russell has the best hair ever, and especially during that time period. You know, it was before she cut it off. So it was like flowing and huge and beautiful. And they somehow (laughs) shaped her hair into the perfect Bride of Frankenstein with the streaks. And 
it was just epic. It was all about the hair with that costume. It was amazing hair. When I think about Halloween episodes of TV shows, one of the first thoughts that comes to mind is Felicity as the Bride of Frankenstein. So there's no way that it was ever going to be anybody else as the winner. I absolutely agree because my winner is Felicity, (laughs) the Bride of Frankenstein. So obviously we're on the same page. That was the costume. I love that you can appreciate it as much as I do. I love that we watched her run (laughs) through the streets where she thought she was going to puke. She's like running through the streets of New York with her hair like bouncing. (laughs) And by the time she got to her dorm room, like it was still standing up, but it was a little more disheveled. It was starting to fall apart, but it was still up. It was fun that they let it fall apart some. Yeah. To reflect like her running through the streets because it definitely would have. Absolutely. And also anybody that has ever like... started out the night looking amazing and then you get wrecked and then you go look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, whoa, that's not what I look like. Yeah, like what happened? (laughs) Suddenly I'm sweaty and my hair is all frizzy and this is not a cute look. (laughs) A friend has dumped a Guinness on your costume. Like things happen, right? (laughs) Hey, McNair. Hey, McNair. You know what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) Next category, best decorations. You go first. Who's your runner up? My runner-up is the Walsh's house in 90210. (laughs) I love those. I mean, you you pointed these out to me. Yeah. And I love these decorations where it's just, you know, it's like a 2D cutout of something. It's streamers. You've got witches and ghosts and jack-o'-lanterns. Dracula and stuff like that. But they're just flat pieces of paper against your wall. It is so 80s and so 90s. Yeah, I mean, that was very early 90s. Yeah. That episode is probably 1991. I felt like they did a good job, especially living in Beverly Hills, of bringing Minnesota to the 90210. You know what I mean? Because I just can't imagine that other homes in Beverly Hills had those flat pieces of decoration up Listen, on their walls. you should not discount people's <laughs> decorating capabilities just because they live in the 90210 area code. I know. I just feel like everybody else probably had more elaborate decorations where I feel like Jim and Cindy had some some Midwestern. I mean, for me, it was Southern. We had that down here. Decorations. All right. So give me your runner up. My runner up is 90210, but it's the mansion where they had the party. Oh, I almost picked that one. That is a really good pick. I just feel like it just felt very... Elaborate Halloweeny. I mean, I think also just being in a mansion like that made it have like a haunted vibe. And I think like what you were just talking about, that felt more 90210. Yes. As far as decor goes. Right. Versus the Walsh house. Yeah. So I kind of love that. Watching that episode made me feel like I always wanted to go to a party like that. Like a really elaborate Halloween party. Yeah, because I don't know that I've been to one that is that elaborate ever. No, I haven't either. But if anyone wants to invite us to one, I'm down. We'll come. Okay, so my winner for the best decorations, Lindsay's parents' house, Freaks and Geeks. That's really funny because my winner is the Weir's house on Freaks and Geeks. decorations. Yeah, this like took what the Walsh's did, but showed them how to actually do it. (laughs) This was it. It was it. 
it just felt very normal and something that I would see at my house or my friend's house growing up. Yeah. The streamers, also the flat witches and skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns. But you could tell that Mrs. Weir really wanted to set the scene and create the atmosphere that felt very festive for the trick-or-treaters, for her kids. I loved it. And it was like the most you could do at that time. Yes, because I feel like what she did was a little elaborate. It was. For the time and setting, you know? Yeah, she like maxed out the decor for that time period. So well done to the Weir household. Well done. Unanimous. (laughs) Next category is scariest episode. This was actually tough, but my runner up is Felicity and Ben, the robbery. Oh. Because for me, this was real world scary. So this scared me the most. This felt like they really just walked into a robbery that was occurring and things got real. Yeah, I can understand why you picked that. It was scary. It's not the most paranormal scary, but to me, it was the most scary. It's a good choice. Thank you. Let's hear your runner up. This is also tough for me. My runner up was my so-called life. Mostly it was more spooky than scary. It wasn't like... Boo, like jump scare scary. But, you know, it was paranormal scary. It was ghosty scary, but not really scary. Just like, you know, she's seeing a ghost. She's watching him go through his death, basically, and she's trying to stop him. Right. And romanticizing it all by associating it with Jordan Catalano. It was so atmospheric. Yeah. It was all about the atmosphere that they built and the mood that they created with her seeing these certain things and the path that Angela specifically was going down by herself. With you saw me standing alone without dreaming. Playing in the background. Oh, that alone made it eerie. Haunting. Yes, haunting. Good word. All right, so my winner, Dawson's Creek. Escape from Witch Island. Oh! Overall, that part where they're in the church and the bell has rang. We talked about this in part one. Yeah. The bell has rang. The villagers are supposedly on the outside burning the building down. Yeah, you see the flames. Yeah. I mean, flames literally burst into it. That was terrifying. It was pretty terrifying. So well done. I loved it. I always feel proud when I introduce you to something and you like it. Okay, so I've got to watch Felicity, and I've got to watch Dawson's Creek. We've just got to find time to do it. Yep. Yay! (laughs) My work here is done. (laughs) My winner of Scariest Episode is Dawson's Creek, The Scare. (laughs) Several moments where you weren't sure if it was a prank or real, and there was a real serial killer on the loose. So that alone makes it scary. And you also have like the stuff with Jen basically reenacting the opening scene of Scream with Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. And when you know that it's Kevin Williamson who wrote both of those scenes just makes it even more iconic. So I had to choose it. I completely and utterly agree. But you didn't pick it. I so agree with you. I didn't pick it, but I originally put Joey interacting with the serial killer. Because it was real world scary. Yes. But I didn't want to put two of those in a uh, row. That makes so sense. So I changed it. No, I'm actually glad you chose Escape from Witch Island because then we have some variety. That's right. It's the spice of life. Spice of 
our next category is best plot. Okay, ma'am, who do you have as your runner-up? My runner-up for best plot is Freaks and Geeks. So it was the most nostalgic and true-to-life episode for me. A mom not wanting her kids to grow up.、Mm. Kids wanting to do something different, but also still kind of clinging to the things that they did when they were a kid. That alone—it's just nostalgic. Like I said, it's good feelings. It's relatable. Heavy feels. And then you have like we talked about this when we watched it. Moments in the show that we both have experienced in our lives. Like I've had someone bash my mailbox. You've egged someone. You've had your candy stolen.、Mm-hmm. You know, like. Those are real things that happen, so I just would love to hear the thoughts behind the writers writing this to know if like those things happened to them because obviously it was kind of universal. Right. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. All right, who's your runner-up? My runner-up is my so-called life, the Halloween episode. I thought overall this was like an intricate plot for this type of show. You know, this was like movie-level plot for me, where there was a bunch of threads all occurring. Through this episode, and they were all interesting. I mean, bar one, like the only thing I didn't care about was the person that Patty was going to fire. But in the end, that tied into Patty and Graham's sexual escapades, <laughs> right? Because I, I enjoyed that thread. Like everything else was a lot of fun, and it was really interesting overall from an episode standpoint. And I, I enjoyed it. I agree. Please give us your winner. <laughs> It's twice in a row, but my winner is Dawson's Creek. The scare. I mean, like I said before, who better to do a scream recreation than Kevin Williamson, the person who created Scream himself? We have Dawson and Joey watching "I Know What You Did Last Summer," which is another Kevin Williamson movie. You have Dawson wanting to go all out for Friday the Thirteenth, and he's planning these elaborate pranks. And then you have Cliff, played by Scott Foley, aka Noel Crane from Felicity. Planning pranks to try to impress Jen, but that backfires on him because she doesn't actually want any of that. And he's really scary. He is scary. Like you don't really know if he's on the up and up or not. <laughs> well, yeah, like I could tell that was his voice when we watched it, but I think you said like originally you didn't really know who it was that was calling, so it was even scarier. I wonder if you hadn't watched Felicity before this. If you would have recognized his voice. Now I've seen him in other shows, right? Like I watched, there was like a、um, Delta Force、yes. show that he yeah, was yeah, in, yeah, so yeah. I know his、Unit、voice. Nine or something like that.、Uh, the Unit. The Unit. Yeah. Yes, but when I first saw this episode of Dawson's Creek, I don't know. I just think at the time I didn't recognize his voice, but I、mm. think it's. I feel like his voice is pretty fresh in your brain because we just watched Felicity. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Because this time when we watched it, I was like, "That's totally Scott Foley's voice." But then you also have this creepy couple that you don't know if you can trust them or not, and the guy is violent and aggressive, and the girl is a little kooky. Yeah. And. Then you have an actual serial killer. There's a lot going on, but it was executed well. It was like it all ended up being wrapped up in a tiny little bow or a tiny little card delivered to Jen from Dawson that popped out and scared her. 
Yes. And then she gave it to Grams and Grams got a little scare and that's how they ended it. And I thought that was lovely because it's like all this elaborate stuff and then you just have this tiny little prank. And the whole episode, Jen was upset because Dawson, who was now her ex, was scaring everyone but wouldn't scare her. But they were supposed to be friends. And so she felt left out. Right. Like Like, this whole silly plot. She doesn't get it. Like, why aren't you scaring me too? It's just like, well, you just broke up with me. Right. That's why. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Go scare yourself. But in the end, he did. He, he did. did send her a little fun thing. And I have to say, like, in those days, I liked Dawson. He didn't annoy me. He annoyed me later on. So in those days, I liked boyish, you know, cheeky Dawson. I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your winner? My winner is Freaks and Geeks, Tricks and Treats. Yes. I just think overall, like you talked about as your runner up, the authenticity of this episode is second to none for me. Like this felt so authentic and real. So I had to vote this number one. I love this episode. It was so great. I love this show and I hate, I hate whoever canceled this show. I know. Same for my so-called life. Those are the two shows that deserved so much more. They deserved a minimum of seven seasons each. And two shows that had casts that went on to do incredible things. Exactly. Like these were shows that should have continued. Absolutely. It was such a weird time for television, I think, that studio execs didn't know exactly what to do with these shows. But canceling them was not the right decision. No. It's upsetting. If these shows were on in this day and age, they would just get picked up on Netflix or something. Right. They would have left ABC and gone to Netflix and continued on as they should have because they were really well done. Right. Well, like my so-called life, you know, started on ABC, then started airing on MTV. And what they should have done is just continued airing season two on MTV. Yeah. Because that's where it really took. I mean, it took off on ABC, but. MTV reached a whole different audience because that's when it hit me was MTV because I wasn't really watching ABC at night. You know what I mean? Like I was watching MTV. I was 16. So that's where you hook me. So I don't know why they didn't give it another whirl. It's ridiculous that they didn't. And here's the thing. You can't go back and change it. It's over. But so many of us will always be bitter about it. Every time I post about my so-called life or freaks and geeks, that's all anybody says in the comments is they deserve more than one season. They did. The next category is best prank. This is so much fun. My runner up, Dawson scaring Joey from under the bed, Dawson's Creek, the scare episode. (laughs) It is so epic. What he does to her. This is something you would do to me. I absolutely would and will. And have, I feel. Yes. Not from under the bed, but from around a corner or something. Just know it's coming. There have been so many times in our lives together that we've been in the same room together that we're just chatting and I turn around to do something and then I turn back around and you're not there. I've disappeared. (laughs) It is one of the most gratifying experiences in my life to be able to disappear from you. Just like we're talking, let's say, in the kitchen. It's always in the kitchen. It's in the kitchen. Like you're on one side of the island. I'm on the other side. And you turn around and like go to the microwave. And I'm just like, oh, I could disappear right now. I disappear. I'm like a ghost. And you're like, babe. (laughs) It's true. Now, it's really difficult to scare you now because you kind of anticipate me doing that. And you immediately like shut down, like where you're not going to engage anymore, (laughs) where you used to try to find me. Yeah, no. 
Like I find inventive places to hide where I could potentially scare you. So I'm just going to have to up my game to counteract whatever this defense mechanism that you've developed is. I make it less fun for you because the second you do it, I shut down. You do. I shut every door around me and I back up into a wall and I just wait. Which is, it's proper. That's what you should do. It's like, don't move around and hide in a corner. (laughs) But yeah, as soon as we were watching, because they're just sitting there together and then she looks away for a second and she looks back and he's gone. I was like, oh, nice move, Dawson. Well done. It's the only time I've ever respected Dawson Leary. Respect. (laughs) Okay, my runner up, not really a prank, but when David ends up going to find Scott for the egg fight, I just appreciate the fact that he didn't really want to do it. He was very resistant. And then he decided, like, this party sucks. I'm going to go find Scott. He knew where to find him. And so they wait for the other people to show up and they never do. Mm -hmm. And so they're just kind of like, I think it's sinking into both of them. Like, okay, this is actually done. I think David wanted to separate, but he also kind of missed it, you know? Yeah. So they decide like, okay, fine. Let's just egg a car that goes by. Let's just do it. And they go and they both have eggs lifted, ready to throw it. And they realize that it's Brandon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they stop and like Brandon and Emily Valentine are in the car. They've got Emily's niece and nephew in the back seat. It's a convertible. You know, they're not going to do it. Yeah, because if they threw those eggs, they definitely would have pegged one of those little kids in the face. That's just how it goes. Stay tuned because, (laughs) you know, they have an exchange, but then Emily makes some kind of joke about eggs, about how people used to have egg wars or whatever. I remember when things were cool and people would throw eggs. Right. And then Brandon drives off and then they just look at each other and then just start chucking eggs at them. Yeah, but every single egg misses. Yeah, but still I'm like, okay, there's kids in the back of that car. Yeah. You're taking that risk. Your arm could have been good enough to launch that egg. If it was you, you would have frozen roped the little girl right in the head. You were right. (laughs) I know. Or Brandon would have gotten it. Like those kids were pretty low. Brandon would have gotten frozen roped in the back of the head. You just should have said Emily Valentine. She deserved it. Yes. I definitely would have frozen roped the both of them. I mean, she asked for it. She did. Like, listen, they get 50 yards of frozen rope. (laughs) But I just thought that was like a fun little moment. I would have liked to have seen Brandon and Emily up close laughing at the eggs flying at them. That would have been a lot funnier. I totally agree. So my winner for best prank, Cliff pranking Jen, scream style. (laughs) This was so awesome. So elaborate. I just love the thought that went into it. Like he spent all this time thinking about the phone calls and the mood that he's setting. Well done. Well Well done, done. Cliff. Slow clap for Cliff. Slow clap, Cliff. You've done it. (laughs) You've scared the living crap out of Jen because she was terrified. Terrified. And rightfully so. Like the mood that Cliff set made me think Cliff is the serial killer. Yeah, I totally thought that Cliff was. And what's funny is there was an element to that moment that made it even more scary than Scream was that Jen's grandfather, who was like a vegetable, basically, and just sleeping in the bedroom, you know, Cliff brings up her grandfather. Yeah. He's like, how's your granddad over the phone? And so then she's like in the room with her granddad and she's got a knife and she goes to like look under the bed and then her granddad's arm flings down in her face. And like that just leaves a whole nother spooky element. 
Yeah, it's kind of out of bounds. You know, it's like Cliff obviously went way too far. He did. Like, that made me think that he was really, like, screwed in the head. Yeah, either that or he's just a tryhard. But I don't feel like Cliff has spent that much time in Jen's house, so I don't even know how he knew all that. And then the window was open in her granddad's room. It's creepy. It was. It was very creepy. And maybe later on in the show, we find out Cliff is a serial killer. (laughs) I can't wait to find that out. Stay tuned. My winner is Dawson in The Scare. Personally... I enjoyed all of the little pranks that he did in the beginning of the episode. Before it got to the elaborate stuff at the end, Mm -hmm. I loved like the jumping out from under the bed to scare Joey with the mask on. That reminded me of you so much, like we said. I love when the little doll thing jumped out at Pacey in his locker. Yes, that was a really good one. Yeah, because they're talking about how like Dawson is saying he's not going to do it. He's not into it this year. I'm not doing it this year. I'm not doing it. It's fine. And so Pacey opens his locker and this thing jumps out at him. And then even just when they're sitting in the cafeteria and Dawson puts a fake finger in Pacey's French fries. Yeah. You know, and And then then Pacey chucks that into Joey's French fries. Yeah. Those are just all like innocent things that I thought were fun. They were a lot of fun. So they win. Good job. Okay, let's hear least favorite episode. All right. Our hated it category. (sighs) Hated it. But the thing is, is I didn't hate it. It was hard because I liked them all. Yeah, here's the thing. I didn't hate any of these episodes. I didn't really dislike any of them. So this was actually a very challenging category. It was. I had to put a lot of thought into it. Yep. So my runner up, sadly, is Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. And it's not that I don't love it, but out of all of them, really, I think the reason that I chose it is because the attempted rape is obviously upsetting and watching it as an 11 year old was very difficult to understand, but it just had that icky feeling. It felt wrong. I didn't, I didn't really get it, but I didn't like it. Right. You know, it made me feel unsafe and I don't like Kelly feeling unsafe, Mm -hmm. you know, and also not an Emily Valentine fan. Ditto. So both of those things are the reasons that I chose this as my runner-up. My runner-up, and you'll be disappointed to hear this, my runner-up is Felicity Spooked. The reason that I've picked this episode is the section of the episode where they're going to the police precinct and they're looking through pictures and stuff like that. Like overall, I found that part of the episode completely and utterly uninteresting. Yeah. I agree with that. I liked the Halloween part of the episode and the robbery part of it was, you know, a well done piece of television. But I would say from a runner up standpoint, that section of it, I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, I get that. I thought about that episode in this category for that reason. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the episode because I feel like it was definitely a catalyst for growing Ben and Felicity's relationship. Ooh, spoiler alert. Well, they grew closer. I think that's obvious. I mean, and it's like in one episode, they went through being friends to going through a traumatic event together to bonding through that and then disassociating through that and having anger and then coming back together and having like this super sweet moment in the end. I just feel like that was a pivotal moment in their relationship. My winner for least favorite episode is Escape from Witch Island, Dawson's Creek. Really? Yeah. Wow, I am shocked at that. Listen, I love Dawson's Creek. 
And I think it's a fun play on the Blair Witch Project. But I just feel like overall, it's kind of boring. I mean, there's like one big moment that's like, whoa, what the heck is happening right now? This is not normal Dawson's Creek stuff, you know, that's like scary and all of that. But there's a lot of Joey whining about how things are different with her and Dawson and trying to relate it to this story of this couple that they're reading about in these journals or whatever. I don't care about any of that, but it's probably because I just don't really like Joey and Dawson together. Whoa, what? And you know I'm a Pacey girl. Come on. Also, the Wait a minute. That means Pacey gets with Joey? I didn't say that. Uh, that's what I'm reading into right now. You just know I'm not a Dawson fan. You know that. I've been very clear about that. Listen, when you spoil somebody, just admit it. I'm not spoiling you. Here's the other thing I have to say about this. Okay. The idea of Jen and Pacey hooking up just didn't seem to fit, and I didn't like it. So that's why I've chosen that episode as my winner for least favorite. I like it. Who's your winner? My winner. Least favorite episode. Halloween, 90210. (laughs) So pretty much for all the reasons that you listed, I totally agree with you. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Well, that was brief. I like it. Drop that mic. (laughs) Our final category, favorite episode. So give me your runner up. My runner up for favorite episode. Dawson's Creek, Escape from Witch Island. (laughs) I thought you might like it. It's pretty much just for the ending because I don't disagree with you. The majority of the episode is a bit crap where there's not a lot happening or Joey's just whining. She's like reading these passages, like you said, and she's comparing that to her and Dawson's relationship. But it escalates so much at the end that I could not ignore it. If only they had had a guy standing in the corner. Oh, I might have chosen it as a favorite. Wow. How did they miss that? How did they? Come on. Tell me. Come on, Kevin. (laughs) All right, let's hear your runner-up. My runner-up for favorite episode, I really wanted it to be my so-called life, okay? Because I just feel like that's on brand for me, even though I love all of these shows. I can't imagine that I wouldn't include my so-called life in this category, but I think it has to be Freaks and Geeks. It does. It just does. I've already talked about it a million times, but it just is the one that I relate to the most. It feels the most like home. It feels like my childhood and I love it. So that's it. All right. My winner, Freaks and Geeks, Tricks and Treats for the exact same reason. (laughs) This one just nailed what Halloween and my experiences felt like overall. I loved it. It's like I got the transitional period of being a kid to a teen with Sam, and then I got what it felt like to be a teen on the edge of not doing anything for Halloween with Lindsay. And like the peer pressure of your friends and all that kind of stuff that happened as you grew up, I mean, perfect to me overall. And then you get your parents like wanting you to still be a kid. Ah, I love it. Fantastic. I agree. Now I want to change my answer. (laughs) But I chose these two. Like I chose that as my runner up and I chose my winner for a different reason. But my winner is Dawson's Creek, The Scare. And mostly it is just because it is the episode that felt most like a scary movie to me. Totally agree. 
wrapped up into a little 44 minute TV show. Mm -hmm. You know, it just it had everything that you would want in a scary movie in the 90s. Jump scares, pranks, but then also the heaviness of knowing there's a serial killer out there and then knowing that you encounter them in the end. All of it is just memorable. And that's why I had to go with it. I love that. Have you ever had what you thought was an encounter with a serial killer? Hmm. I feel like if I had, I would be able to answer you more quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'll say no. It doesn't mean that I haven't. But I mean, I've definitely met creepy people, you know, but I don't think I've ever had a thing where I thought that that was the case. Have you? So I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Arthur Shawcross. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Yeah. So this was like a serial killer that was in Western New York. Now, this was probably completely in mine and my friend's mind. But during the time that all of these killings were happening, and it was around the area where we were at, me and my friend were out playing in the snow, and we <laughs> we saw this car. It was a kind of beat up station wagon drive by. And we're essentially out in the middle of nowhere. And then the same car drives past again. And we noticed it as it drove past again. And then we see the car coming down the road once again. So we both like dove into the snow because it was the middle of winter and there was about three feet of snow on the ground. And as the car came up, it like stopped next to us. Mm -mm. And there was a dude driving the car that resembled Arthur Shawcross. Now, he's a pretty generic looking dude, right? Like he's a little overweight, silver gray hair, but we were close enough where we could see this person in the driver's seat. We didn't know at the time what this person looked like, but knowing what we know now, the person that was driving the car resembled Arthur Shawcross. Oh, creepy. The station wagon came to a complete stop right by us. Now, maybe it's because two kids just dove into the snow and they saw it. And And they're they're like making sure you're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Or... There was a serial killer on the loose, which is also a possibility. So they sat there for a bit while we also sat there terrified. And then they pulled off. Oh, I hate it. We ran across the street and were very scared. I don't blame you. Well, yeah. And like, maybe it's not an encounter. That's the closest I've come that I know of. But he was in the area, right? Yes. Yeah. He was in that area. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to say that I don't, if I have encountered anyone like that, I don't know that. So, like I said, I've had creepy encounters, but not anything where I ever actually thought, like, for sure, this is that type of person. I had an experience at a Waffle House where I just felt like somebody was really evil and I wanted to get away from them. I have had that. That's only happened to me one time. Like, this person was there and I just felt like they were a danger to me at that time and I needed to get out of there. It's interesting. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. I love our third awards ceremony. (laughs) I do too. And if you haven't listened to our previous award ceremonies, make sure you check those out. Please do. Back it up. Back it up, Terror. Back it up. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're not already following us on Instagram, you can find us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can join our Facebook group, which has changed names. It is now called The Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. We're slowly growing over there. We have some great mods, Joanna and Stephanie, that are helping us out, starting conversations. So come over there. It's a good time. It is. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com. 
If you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors, you can become a member of our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content. Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcast and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. See you later. Bye. Bye.